couple of years ago, a friend sent me a rather humorous video of a news report during Hurricane Sandy, that hurricane that hit New York and New Jersey. And in this video, this news reporter is standing out on a pier right next to New York Harbor. And the rain is piling down on him, and the wind is whipping all around, and the waves are crashing up against him. And the hurricane's about a half hour from making landfall. And this reporter is saying, if you haven't evacuated lower Manhattan, you need to. It is extremely dangerous. And then almost on cue, just over the shoulder of the reporter, out in the harbor, comes a guy on a jet ski. <laughs> doing donuts in the middle of large waves in the middle of New York Harbor, probably getting enough air that he could high-five the Statue of Liberty, which was right behind him. And to the cameraman's credit, he ignored the reporter that was right in front of him and immediately began fixating on the guy on the jet ski. But it doesn't end there. The guy on the jet ski all of a sudden just stopped in the middle of the harbor. And I thought to myself, oh my goodness, this is not going to turn out well. But I should have known better. should have known better. The guy had purposely turned off his jet ski so that he could hold out a stick with a camera on the end of it to take a selfie in the middle of a hurricane with the Statue of Liberty behind him in New York Harbor. When I saw that video, I said to myself, that man has joy. He has a little bit of stupidity as well, but primarily unbridled joy. And on this Gaudete week in the church, that is what we are called to have as well. That name Gaudete takes its name from the very first line of the entrance antiphon for today's Mass. Gaudete Domino, rejoice in the Lord always. I say it again, rejoice. <clears throat> and the church, you might think, it's a little peculiar to have this feast of joy in the middle of a rather penitential season such as Advent. But we have a wonderful reason for that in the Gospel, because Christ comes to preach joy in the midst of difficulty and suffering. And as we heard in the Gospel, those followers of John the Baptist came to Jesus completely devastated because John was imprisoned, and it seemed like everything that John had said was not going to come true. But they came to Christ in desperation, simply saying to him, are you really the one, or should we go and look for somebody else? And Christ's initial response, we read, what do you see? The blind regain their sight, the lame walk, lepers are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised, and the poor have the good news proclaimed to them. And it's a message to those disciples not to lose hope. Christ is telling them that he will give them more joy than John the Baptist ever could. And it's a reminder for us to be joyful in the midst of disappointment and despair. Now that could be a beautiful thing to hear and a nice thing to intellectually know, but it's oftentimes very difficult to really believe. Because how often are we like those disciples of John the Baptist, experiencing difficulty and suffering? And how often do we go to Christ and say, are you really the one, or should I go and look for someone else? Are you the one who's going to cure my sister of her cancer, or should I go and look for someone else? Or are you the one who's gonna help fix our marriage, or should I go and look for someone else? That's reality for us sometimes. And life can be difficult. Life isn't a giant party where we sing everything is awesome on repeats and have artificial smiles on our faces. No. We oftentimes experience a lot of suffering 
in our lives. So how are we able to be joyful in the midst of that? What does Christ say about that? Well, we get the answer later on in the gospel. A lot of times when Christ gives an initial answer, he follows it up with a deeper one. And we hear that today. He tells those disciples of John, the least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than John the Baptist. He tells them that as wonderful as they thought John the Baptist was, they, not just he, the Christ, but they would be the ones who would eventually be greater than John the Baptist in the kingdom of heaven. That even the least of God's children is greater than John the Baptist in heaven. And those words are also spoken to us tonight. Because God is our Father, and we are his children, and therefore we are members of his kingdom, and we have a greater dignity in heaven than we ever could here on earth. And that is what our joy should be rooted in. This isn't a superficial joy. It's real. And it's not a feeling. It's our very identity. It's who we are as God's children, and therefore we should rejoice. That should be the great source of our joy that sustains us. And this is a better joy than any warm or fuzzy feeling we could ever have. But it is also a joy that doesn't ignore or gloss over the difficulties we might experience in life. Because remember, as baptized children of God, we are all called to carry our cross. And the cross is hard. But the cross also leads us to the resurrection. We cannot have the joy of the resurrection without first experiencing the cross. They go together. So there's this beautiful relationship of the two that allows us to be joyful even in the midst of our sufferings. So again, our joy is rooted in our identity as children of God because this allows us to see Christ as the sustaining force of our very being who loves us and is always present to us. We should be more joyful in being a son or daughter of God than anything we could ever experience here on earth. And this is a joy that can truly turn a hurricane into an opportunity for an awesome jet ski ride. And that's what we're called to, not to have the stupidity of the man on the jet ski, but to have the joy of being children of God. That no matter what might be swirling around us, we are rooted in our identity as God's children. And in the midst of this season, when we prepare for the coming of Christ as our judge, when we're called to, call to mind the end of our life and to repent and turn away from sin, we shouldn't forget joy as well. Because that's what Christ will bring us. And it should make us joyful in being his children in return. So let us pray that we can be joyful and rooted in our identity as God's children. That we can be confident that God sustains us in the midst of life's difficulties and wants us to be joyful with him forever in heaven.